We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey! The Matt on Matt podcast. Coming right back at you. The Butterfield 8 in full effect. Coming at you live. Coming at you live from a gloomy Sunnyvale, Texas. It's a frigid 67 degrees outside, ladies and gentlemen. And the rain is misting down. And I'm coming to you live from a gloomy New York City, New York, where it's a frigid <laughs> 57 degrees out oh, and it hey. feels it feels like it's gonna mist at any minute but it hasn't quite missed but it yet. won't because it's new york and it just refuses to rain when it desperately needs to and then rains exactly when it doesn't need to yep right whenever you're getting off of work right whenever you're getting off work and the sun's been out all day you're gonna get a 45 minute monsoon yep because that's and how life works you. living on the north atlantic and fuck you, Ubers cost $50 now. <laughs> if you were lying, I'd yell at you, but you're not. You're telling no, the I, goddamn truth. <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. Bought the T-shirt several times <laughs> many, over. Many, many T-shirts. <laughs> just kept gaining weight. No. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, man. So we had a really eventful couple of weeks. We've been busy. We've been doing things. We've been, you know, churning out the hotcakes. Yeah. Making the, uh, baking the butter. You know what I mean? Baking the butter like you do. Yep. Making, and churning you know, the cakes. Making cheese loaves. Yep. Making cheese loaves. Well, <laughs> milk loaves. Um, cheese. I read this in a meme today, guys, and it blew my mind. Cheese is a loaf of milk. And you said that, and at first I was kind of turned off, and then I but, thought about it, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. 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 I'll fuck with that. I'll fuck with that. I'll fuck a loaf of milk. I mean, <laughs> I mean, eat yeah. a loaf of milk. When it gets all moist and <sighs> hot. Oh, the stinkier, the better. Just has <laughs> Pungent. Pungent. <laughs> We're disgusting. I love a pungent loaf. That's a good band name. Pungent loaf. That's going to be my next. That's going to be my next podcast. Actually, whenever I go solo with this, this is going to be called pungent loaf. Damn. You're already planning going solo. Oh, bro. I've got a whole empire planned. Ah, yeah. We're going to have still have this one. uh, We'll each have our own. Yeah. We're going to eventually. We will cross each other and go to war. No, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't. I don't want that. I'm not secretly planning that or <laughs> making moves and not telling you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yes, you are. Apparently, you are. No, I. I forwarded you on the one salesperson that I tried to get a sponsor from, and she never responded. Never got us. Never. Well, hasn't gotten back to us yet. Is how I like to say it. Mm-hmm. I like to say it. I am not confident, though, because upon, upon looking into the product, um, I don't know if we're a good fit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll reserve my thoughts because I have pointed thoughts yeah, on said individual. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> um, I'll hold back. You should. And once I get a no, I'm throwing them under the bus. <laughs> Well, hopefully they don't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> Probably don't. Ninety-nine point nine nine percent chance that person doth not listen to this podcast. I like 
I like their spouse, though. I think I their spouse I don't think does. I know their spouse. You know their spouse. Okay. And I'm pretty sure they listen to uh, the podcast. Ah, dope. But fuck them. Who cares? He but Fuck them. They, they'd probably agree. <laughs> <laughs> Suck a butt. <laughs> <laughs> but we had an eventful couple of weeks, man. I yeah. I had to witness the Astros lose the World Series. You did. You did. It was very hard. I had to threaten to block Matt's contact information uh, a few times. Why? What did I do? Uh, I forget. <laughs> you started sending me choke gifts. Oh, that's because they choked. And I said, listen, man, I need you to calm the fuck down or I'm going to block you. <laughs> and I'll we'll reconnect at a later date. But if you do this now... I will block you. <laughs> You've said something similar whenever I said the exact same thing about Tony Romo. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, you leave. You're one of these Tony Romo truthers oh. out there. Tony <laughs> Romo truthers. It's because it wasn't all it wasn't all his fault, man. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. For 14 years. For 14 years, uh-huh. he played with an incomplete supporting cast. Oh, that's what it has to be, huh? That's what it always is. Chances. You know what Tom Brady's always had? A complete, a complete supporting cast. And did Tony Romo take a pay cut because he wanted to have a good cast? Or did he get a $20 million contract while he was second straight? Well, let's just go ahead and correct that real quick. Oh, okay. $20 million contract. $21 million. It was a $120 million contract. Jesus! (laughs) What?! Dude, quarterbacks all their contract worths are over a hundred million dollars. Not all, obviously, you have to earn that. But the uh, the, es- the upper echelon that he is not in guys, that he was in, he was a perennial uh, pro bowler. He just didn't win a Super Bowl or um, ever playoffs except for twice, and then immediately get eliminated. He won two playoff games. Uh, you don't even know football. I Do you even know, know what football is? I I have played it. <laughs> an undefeated team. I only ever lost five games of football. Oh, there you go. Out of the like 30 I played. <laughs> Pretty good. I played a lot more than that and lost a few more than that, but not many. I played a lot more football games and only lost a couple more than you. So, ah, look at you. Maybe. But, but what I'm getting at is it was really hard on me. I had a really hard few days actually. Um, after the Astros lost game seven, I lay in the bathtub in the dark with water in the bath, obviously listen to the Smiths with a candle lit. Um, it was really hard for me personally. Luckily, my wife, who's a Texas Rangers fan was very nice about it when I didn't think she was going to be. <laughs> I did not think she was going to be nice. Well, yeah, because us Ranger fans are just like, fuck you. You lost the, the World Series. At least you've been with well, the Rangers have been twice and they uh, lost twice yeah, I know. in the aware. bottom of the ninth. Yep. That's what they do. Just like every fucking Dallas sports team, except for the 90s Cowboys and 70s Cowboys and 70s Cowboys, you know, credit where it's due. But the 70s Cowboys, it's hardly – it was like a different game altogether that they were playing. Pretty much. It was just like a 14-game season. But Tom uh, Tom Landry uh, completely changed the game of football. He like, did. It's a different game today because of Tom Landry. 
And we also have a highway connecting Dallas and Fort Worth. Man, they, you know what? That actually, I read a big thing about what the Dallas Cowboys mean to the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. And it's a lot more than just football. Um, it actually, cause the Cowboys debuted in the sixties, 1960 was their first season. And then 1964 or 1963, obviously we all know what happened in downtown Dallas. Right. Um, and for years, what happened? That, was there like a Halloween parade or something? Um, a certain president of the United States was shot to death in a motorcade. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but for you know, that was the reputation of Dallas and Dallas's yeah. opinion of itself was very low. Yeah. The national reputation of Dallas was very low. <laughs> and then here come the seventies and here come the Dallas Cowboys. And all of a sudden Dallas is no longer the town that killed John F. Kennedy. Dallas is the home of the Cowboys. Dallas is the home of America's team. And it completely mm changed mm. Dallas to the rest of the world. Dallas became Dallas because of the Cowboys. Mm. Well, Dallas has always been kind of, um, Dallas has always been a separate thing from the rest of Texas. Every town said every city in Texas says that exact same thing. So. San Antonio does not say that. San Antonio says yeah, that <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're pretty much Texas. We'll need to ask Kyle. <laughs> but Houston is like, we're kind of like the world inside Texas. And Austin Dallas, is like, we're liberals and we live in the middle of Texas. And it's like, like they're kind of weirdly libertarian, far right hippies. Yeah. That are in Austin mostly. They're like, we're progressives. It's like, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> Want to meet real progressives? Go to Houston, where they elect yeah. lesbian mayors and shit like that. Yeah. Same, with, same with Dallas. Oh, we don't have gay mayors, but we've got, you know, it's very, it's blue. It's blue here. No, I know. I'm not shitting on Dallas. I'm just talking but, from my personal Dallas experience. Dallas has always just been like, well, Dallas's whole thing forever has always just been like, the rest of Texas is a bunch of dusty hicks, and we are bankers. Yeah, that... Yeah, that was actually they talked about that on last podcast yes. on the left. Was yes, talking about did. Bonnie and Clyde. Yes, they did. And I was just like, wow, that's they nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> and Houston was like, we're oil and energy millionaires, but we're salt of the earth, brother. That was like, we are not salt of the earth. We get the salt out of the earth and we sprinkle it on our chips. Or rather, we have someone else sprinkle it on our chips for us. And then they bring us the chips. <laughs> Hurry up and get me my chips. You know, these enchiladas are too expensive. <laughs> ah! Houston, you'd be sitting next to a millionaire and never know it. Dallas, you'll be sitting. You won't be sitting next to a millionaire. That's just the bottom line. They're going to be in another section <laughs> looking Park. down upon you. Take their house. <laughs> giving you a little wave. They see my that I pull up in my Honda Fit to pick them up and they're like, I ordered an Uber Black. <laughs> well sorry they sent me you want yeah, to ride well, or not we well here i am this. you can cancel it but then it'll charge me you're correct <laughs> <laughs> little do they know they can dispute the charge yeah well they're rich and dumb so they don't know those things i always dispute the charge why because you get you call an uber and then you're looking at the map, and the Uber doesn't move for five minutes. Uh, Cancel. Oh, 
cancel, dispute the charge. Yeah, sure. You yeah, know what but, I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you, I thought you meant. Just like on principle, you immediately, the moment you get out of the car, you're like, disputed. I didn't take no, this No, ride. no, no. I'm talking about the cancellation I'm, fee. I know the driver people that have doesn't done that. I, no, I, I've never done that. I no, know people no, no, that have done that. No, brother. I had, no, I had brother. A, I had a, I'm from uh, that blue collar life. I had I had a couple that I spent a fucking hour with going through traffic. I picked them up at the George W. Bush Library. It's some old couple that's like going out for a day to the G- George W. Bush Library. It's like a weird pastime. Matt, I've picked up more than ten old retired couples that just are do flew to Dallas to do that. Shut the fuck up. Like I'm taking them to hotels near the airport, which are no, which is and not the airport that's close to the library. We're going to DFW hotels, not the field hotels. And the whole time you're just like talking to them, and then you learn you flew here from South Carolina to go to the George W. Bush Library. Like get the fuck out of here. That's happened more maybe not ten times. More than five. More than five. <laughs> then we'll call it ten. We'll call it we're we'll calling it up. ten. We're rounding up. <laughs> it's just like because that's that's way too many people to do like wait that's okay, let's say it's five people. That's still ten or five couples. That's still ten people. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that Who would do across that? the country to go to the George W. Bush Library. What <laughs> books did that motherfucker read? Oh, <laughs> uh, not many. Not a lot. The Duke could barely read a teleprompter. He got himself a gentleman's C at Harvard and Yale. <laughs> Which, more power to you, dude. Go be an oil man. Get your C's. Who gives a shit? But God told him to run for president. Did he now? That actually yeah. happened, didn't it? I forgot. Yeah, God told him. His parents said no. You know what I was thinking? Do it. You're not the chosen one. Like, please. Jeb is the chosen one. (laughs) Please. That's true, man. Jeb was the chosen one of the family. George was just going to have a little post in the family oil company and make his money and shut up. But uh, he had other. God had other plans. You know when you tell. God, your plans, he laughs. laughs) Got my own. (laughs) Because uh, life is unknowable and unending misery. And all we can do is instill hatred and resentment toward our loved ones in our hearts until we get colon cancer and die horribly in a nursing home. That's true. God bless. God bless. God bless. Amen. Amen. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts Thoughts and prayers. And prayers. Uh huh. But so anyway, do you think the way. world? Do you think that the world would be different if that guy had actually connected with the shoe? Oh, I would <laughs> love to know Bonked what that head. butterfly effect would have been <laughs> if the shoe actually connected with George's forehead. <laughs> in the in the first shoe, not the second shoe. The first. The shoe. first shoe. The first shoe <laughs> hit him in the forehead, and George like, well, you know what? <laughs> it really knocked some sense into me. I think from now on, I'm going to love me some gays. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe corporations aren't people. They're just companies. 
<laughs> maybe are, some maybe some children should be left behind. <laughs> then Kanye West is just like, I don't care about black people either. <laughs> You're right. Anyway, uh, anyway <laughs> I went to Texas. I you went to Texas. Yeah. My best, my number one all-time bestie, no offense to Matt Butterfield, but my number one all-time, you know, 1A, 1B, you kind of yeah. equal. My yeah. 1A, Colin Byerly got married to the now nice. Megan Byerly, formerly nice. Megan Claire. Nice. I was nice. the best man. I gave a little speech. I had everybody laughing. Uh, except for the people in the far corner of the room who are all the dusty Texas city folk who think I'm a, think I'm a liberal queer for moving to New York city. You are that for doing that. I mean, I know that's true. (laughs) They don't have to say it with such vigor in their voice. They're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But I did that. But the best, best part of the trip, man, and maybe if you guys out there are listening, you're wondering why we sound a little more comfortable with each other. Is because we got to see each other. Yeah. Each other. other. We ate barbecue. We drank beer and we fucked. Yes, we did. Raw dog. Yeah. In front of our families and and families in law. It was gross. It was way very inappropriate. And Matt was asked to leave. (laughs) <laughs> I unfortunately live here, so I just kind of had to hang out with them for like hours afterwards, and it was just kind of like, I don't know what came over me. I don't know what happened. But I did. Uh, we met up in Deep Ellum, and we went mm-hmm. to Pecan Lodge Barbecue. We did. It was fucking rad. Fantastic. Also, my wife was with us, as well as um, our really good friend, Emmy, yep. who's yep. the dopeness. He's Shout out to cool. Emmy. Love you. And it's cool. Um, and we hung out, went to a few different bars in Deep Ellum, went to a pet store. Matt ate some dog food. I did um, eat a dog treat. <laughs> I ate a dog treat. It wasn't dog food. Let's yeah, make that very food. clear. It was a treat for dogs. Well, it's funnier when I say dog food. <laughs> this is a comedy podcast, after all. We're not. <sighs> <laughs> but it was funny. We had a great time. And then we drove out to Matt's house and. I got to hang out, spend some time with Donna and Scott. What's up, Donna and Scott? They made a badass meal. Yeah, and just kind of like whipped it up because I totally surprised them with you guys. Oh, yeah. We walked in the door and Donna was like folding towels and Scott was outside. Actually was outside on the porch listening to our podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's a homer and I love that about him. (laughs) Um, They come in and they're like, oh, shit. okay, well, here we go. And they go into the fridge and they just pull out chicken and pork and sausage. Yeah, it's awesome. Go to town making this badass meal. And then they set up the table and. We had wine at a table and eating food in a house, and it was like nothing I've ever experienced because yeah. my family, we ate on trays oh, watching yeah. television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're blue collar. We're not, we're not rich Dallas people like the Butterfields. <laughs> yeah, you're we're, dusty we're, hicks. We're white collar Texas City folk. <laughs> white collar Texas City. You guys. You guys don't shower often enough in order to keep your collars white. That's not possible. 
That's why we wear blue collars. Because <laughs> you're dirty hicks. Exactly. We're a bunch yep. of hillbillies. They're so funny. Like, I grew up on the beach, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, we're painting this picture like I grew up in, like, tumbleweeds and shit. Like, I grew up on the water. Yeah. I grew up right near the beach. Right by the beach. <laughs> but anyway. You've seen where I, you saw where I grew up. Suburbia. Yeah. Suburbia, man. It you is. grew up in an arcade fire song. It's true. <laughs> and I Makes listened sense. to the arcade fire. While I was doing it. In that exact room you're sitting in right now. Mm-hmm. You kept saying to yourself, I can't wait to get out. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> you could, Now you couldn't wait right. to get back. And yeah. now you want to get out again. Yes, I do. Well, I want to stay in Dallas. I just don't know if I want to. Well, I just can't. I don't I got to find a different. Anyway. <laughs> that is a prime example of a grass is always greener kind of guy. Oh, absolutely. I'm never satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never satisfied either, but in a different way that we don't need to go into right now. Um, His balls are always blue. No, that's, um, no, that's don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bob. <laughs> uh, that's not what I meant by that <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, man, I had a great time and I really enjoyed uh, spending some time with you. It was fucking yeah, fantastic. Fucking and your awesome. family, Treated me and my wife and our friend very, very uh, beautifully, and I appreciate the fuck out of it. Hey, man, that's God. what we do. That's how we do it. <laughs> oh, it's not how you do it. Well, that's how, how they do it. That's <laughs> that's how I that's how I was raised. No, that's actually a total lie and a half. Matt Butterfield's the same way. I remember when Dude, I when I, I make trek out to your house in Bushwick, you cook up steaks and get like tequila, and it was fucking dope. <laughs> We listened to records. It was awesome. That was that's my thing. I am my I am my parents' child. You'd come over to my place. I'd be like, I think I got some beers in the fridge. Help yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Or I was always trying to go to restaurants because I'm a fucking scene kid. But we'll see what happens. Um, But yeah, man, it was awesome. And then the next day, we came back to New York, and. I've been nose to the grindstone. How about you? I just been yeah the same. I, I well same and I I hit a fucking snag. My car went in the shop and Ugh. it's uh, I just got it back and I'm itching to get back out on the road Ubering because I'm like hurting for cashola right now because I wasn't able to fucking work all weekend. Ugh. And um, I do want to turn this into a game though because they say that there is sand in some sort of box, like a filter or something, and that it's full of sand, and that they, it wasn't like that whenever they got it. And I don't know. I haven't been to the beach. I don't know how the fuck my car could have gotten full of, full of sand. They so, took it. They Ferris Bueller'd you. They Ferris There's no beach nearby, though. I didn't say it had to be nearby. Well, then that means that they also didn't fuck, or they did fuck with my odometer. Which, yeah. is Im- which is impossible because my odometer is is like uh, it, like you can't fuck it's with not it. impossible. Haven't you seen Matilda? Yeah, but technology has changed drastically since Matilda came out. Ah, it's all liberal propaganda. <laughs> it's, all, it's all liberal bullshit. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. 
But so like, you got your car back though. So, right? I, so I finally got it today, and I am gonna go out and drive around. So I've been I've been like nose of the grindstone and just been working and all that shit, but until I couldn't, and then I was just like stuck at the house all weekend, like a fucking fourteen year old. <laughs> Mom, can you drive me to the mall? Yeah. Hey, hey, I wanna. Can I borrow the car? My friend wants to go. Wants to go hang out. It's like, <sighs> get out of here. They're just like, yeah, here's your fucking keys. Get away uh, from me. I don't get know. Old. Get out. Get yeah. out of my sight. Oh, I've seen some. I've seen a couple of the movies we recommended. Oh, yeah? What'd you see? Uh, I saw The Lighthouse and I saw Jojo Rabbit. And let's hear those thoughts there, brethren. All right. I'll start with the first one that I saw, which was The Lighthouse. I would recommend that you, uh, if you, I would recommend this movie to people who like weird movies that don't really make a whole lot of sense, uh, <laughs> uh, which is kind of my bag. I like weird shit that I don't necessarily understand, especially I prefer it with live theater, but I, or live, uh, entertainment, but in movies as well, it's, it can be, uh, pretty effective. And I feel like they did it pretty well. There's a, the, the running theme of it is a little bit like, like it, it's kind of just like boredom makes men go crazy and be evil and bad and um which isn't bad but it's just kind of like okay another one of these stories sounds like commentary on donald trump i wouldn't say that he got rich and old and bored and became oh. an evil motherfucker president uh, i'm stretching stretching yeah, i'm stretching say you're doing some yoga there yeah baby uh, in terms of this movie um Pilates. <laughs> but i haven't seen um, the movie so yeah, but it's pretty good. Uh, you get to see Robert Pattinson jerk off and fuck a mermaid. Uh, you get to, well, and that's that's a nice um, juxtaposition to what we thought it was going to be because yeah. you, I, and Alex had a bet. Yeah, Alex and I thought he would not, and you thought he would fuck a bird. Yeah, he so you owe us a each a dollar. Yes, I do. I will, yeah, and Momi. Yep, I will. I will <laughs> soon. <laughs> as um, soon as you get a couple Ubers under your belt, you'll yes. Venmo me that dollar. Yes, I will. Um, uh, he does not fuck the bird. Spoilers. He does not <laughs> fuck the bird, but he does fuck a mermaid. So for the second time in three years, we're going to have what will likely be an Academy Award nominated film where somebody fucks a fish. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Love it. You know, honestly, I don't know if this is going to be up for anything in the Academy just because it is so strange. Is it too art? Is it too artsy fartsy for the Academy? Like even for the Academy, it's too weird. Like it and 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 I don't even think it deserves it. Like it's beautiful in a lot of ways. Some like the cinematography is really beautiful. It has like this kind of clipped off. I mean, it's basically like a masterclass in black and white photography and like nature, like filming and all that shit. Because every shot is really specifically framed and composed, and everything basically just kind of looks like a painting. And then that's dope. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, um, camera work. Uh, but overall, the story is just so odd and the writing is very odd. Like there's literally a, there's a monologue at one point where Robert Pattinson 
he he starts saying, "I just don't know because you, you you can't judge me. You're not God or my father. You you can't judge me." And I'm like, "This is like literally the Bagel Boss monologue." Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm short. Yeah, you think it's funny? You think it's funny? I've seen that same condescending laugh from everybody. Like literally, you think it's funny. <laughs> like almost literally, they just take out the short stuff, but the rest of the speech is pretty much there. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, all right, that's. I don't know if that was done on purpose or if the universe is just weird. I feel <laughs> like that happened too too recently for, to have it be in this movie that's totally unrelated. Um, and Wait, Willem Def- and Willem Dafoe is really like he is really fantastic in this. Both he, actors are really great, but Willem Dafoe is like showing Robert Pattinson how it's done Willem the entire Dafoe time. Is, that man is mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. And speaking of a chef's kiss, the other movie that I saw that I uh, that I, we recommended on here is Jojo Rabbit. I can't which, wait to see you've this. You've got to see it ASAP. Everybody I might try to it. go see it tonight. Actually. You should. I think you should. Because I mean, I think it's, uh, I, I think it's almost like a perfect movie. It's a really bad time to be a Nazi. It's <laughs> amazing, dude. That everybody that's a- seen it said he's just like the future of cinema. <laughs> yeah, that kid's so fucking charming, and it's like crazy to me that he wasn't the lead. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like a chubby cheek little boy. To charm your pants off. <laughs> See, we just took the chubby thing into adulthood, yeah. and it doesn't always work out. <laughs> think we're it doesn't always work out very well for us. <laughs> but um, I don't want to say too much about this movie, just because it's. I think that it's it's got something for everybody. I mean, you'll watch it and you'll see all of life's life's problems and their end play out in front of you. Like it's really. Like it's super funny. There's lots of slapstick. There's lots of, um, I don't know. There's lots of slapstick, but then there's also really poignant moments and really meaningful moments. There's there's kind of unrequited romance, but it's not totally unrequited. It, I don't know. It it it, it they just Taika Waititi has done something like really amazing with this movie. And I don't think it's going to get the credit it, it deserves. Like, like for instance, like you, we were just talking about the Academy. This needs to be nominated for best picture this year. Like, it but it probably to- won't be because four people on Twitter tr- tried to make an uproar that Nazis were in it. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's, which is stupid, but because it's abolished Twitter. I mean, it does, it does, like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't want to spoil I can't really talk about it too much without spoiling parts That's of it. That's fine. That's fine. But, but I just recommend everybody go see it. I think I think that if you go see it, you're going to love it. Uh, there is, you know, there obviously there is a Nazi thing going on, going on in it. But you just got to, like, get over that and watch it. And, um I mean, even Scarlett Johansson was really great. Not that she's not normally great, but she's just kind of, I don't know. She's, she's one of those actresses that is in really good stuff and has, has a couple of really great uh, things under her belt for sure. But a lot of times I feel like she's more of a name 
just to kind of get people to come out because I will look at Scarlett Johansson all day. Like, um, uh, Makes sense. like just, that's just kind of the way it is. But, and so I, I, I have had kind of forgotten that she is a really fucking good actress. Like she's really like, she's not just like some Marvel star or some, woman that says that she can play a tree if she wants to like she's 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 really fantastic and really um i don't know go see jojo rabbit everybody i'm in that's I'm the, in. that's the moral of the story either tonight or tomorrow night i'm gonna see it good um <clears throat> we're good there's we a got? little recommendsies for you well yeah. i had a big personal event Last night, well, last night as of the day of recording. Right now we're recording this on Tuesday, October the... What's today? Tuesday, November 5th. <laughs> and last night, Monday, November 4th, I attended Monday Night Football at MetLife hey. Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And I got right. to watch my Dallas Cowboys eviscerate the Giants of New York. Yes, you did. Fantastic! Great game to watch um, on on the TV. A cat got loose. A cat was on the field. Dak Prescott took over the game. (laughs) (laughs) Cat Prescott, whatever you want to call him, he took over the game. That was in my that was in my end of the field. That was in the end zone that I was sitting in, and everybody (laughs) was going ape shit. Except my friend Anna, who was with me, who like rescues cats and stuff. Well, yeah. She was like, "Everybody, shut up! You're gonna give the poor guy a heart attack." Yeah, that was that was definitely going through my mind. It's like that cat has to just be so unbelievably confused and scared. So uh, we Anna talked to the security team because Anna was actually going to try to take the cat home. Oh my god! Yeah, she like had her like card that says she's a cat rescuer or whatever. <laughs> And was like, give me the cat, give me the cat. And the security team was like, no, actually, the cat lives in the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> There's apparently a dozen or so cats that live in what I, I don't know, technically, I guess I'll just call it the production area, the backstage yeah. kind of whatever. Live The cats that live in the stadium and they control the mouse population. Yeah. Yeah, that makes and sense. The cats have always been in the stadium since they opened it. And they always just stick in their area during the games and they never come out during the games. But, but apparently just got this drunk. One, yeah, this cat drank some spilled beer. Had some too many BLs. <laughs> too many of them BLs, brother. And woke and, up on the field just like, whoa, where am I? What the what? fuck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> he dropped his bag of blow on the field. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. <laughs> Wait, I gotta go back. I can't go back. I can't go back. <laughs> One thing that I don't know if was on camera because I obviously didn't watch the telecast yeah. um, was I don't know if you could see this guy in a brown suit that came out on the field and was just like waving the cat furiously, like vigorously <laughs> waving at the cat. This big fat motherfucker in a brown suit, just like get out of here, get out of here, scat cat, go. <laughs> <laughs> That was Amazing. that was up there, and it, yeah. I'm really glad that I get that I got to witness live a moment that will forever live on the internet. Yes, <laughs> because touchdowns and victories and those things that we'll remember those because we're Cowboys fans. 
but the cat on the field transcends sports. It's <laughs> so great. Dak Prescott transcends so, sports. An, another event that happened. I got a text message from Matt after <laughs> the game that just said, I just got into a fight. <laughs> and I was just like, when, whatever. I don't know. I grew up with people that got into fights. I don't know if you did. So uh-huh. I'm from blue collar, Texas, bro. Yeah. Like, so I thought that you like literally got into fucking fisticuffs with somebody. We'll and then like, for... sorry. And then you went on to describe the situation and you were like, this guy was being a total asshole. And I'll, I'll tell the story. You're like, this guy was being a total asshole. And I, and I waited till we won. And then I motherfucked him. That's what you said. And I was like, you just sucker punched an old man. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was literally what I thought. No, happened. Yeah, no, I didn't. And know. I was just like, Gee. Well, and then I responded, well, I would not have had your back in that stand. And in that instance, if you're just out there sucker punching elderly men. That's not what happened at all. Your <laughs> <laughs> uh, assumptions are way off, my friend. Well, but so let me tell you what happened. Okay, so I go to the game with my three of my friends that I've been watching Cowboys games with ever since I moved to New York City. Anna, Amber, and Sonny. Three great ladies, good fucking people. We're there, and in front of us is a row of Giants fans. Well, two Cowboys fans and like four Giants fans immediately in front of us. And we make friends with the people in front of us. We're having a really good time. We're all joking around joking around like making jokes about the opposing team's players and i can see this like 50 year old acne scar face like ugly jersey cunt just like getting real persnickety about everything we're saying and like we're joking around saying shit i'm doing like my announcer voice and i'm like yeah tavon austin feels the point pun at the 20 yard line takes a knee and everybody thinks it's funny and then one of the Giants fans says, Zeke Elliott looks like an Ewok. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, yeah, he does. Daniel Jones looks like if Delaware was a state. Or <laughs> Delaware, Delaware is oh, a state. Oh, damn it. I said, Daniel Jones looks like if Delaware was a person. <laughs> and got a good laugh out of that. And everybody's having fun. Yeah. Having fun. And then they're down. The Giants are down in the red zone trying to score. Um, and he, I said, Daniel Jones, man, I can't get over it. He just looks like they pulled him up, pulled him in off the accounting team to play quarterback. <laughs> and uh, ha ha ha, it's funny. Everybody thinks it's funny. Well, then he completes a really good pass. Yeah. And this, the 50 year old asshole stands up and leans over and gets in my face and goes, that accountant just completed a pretty good fucking pass. Keep your fucking mouth shut. This is our fucking stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I looked at him and I smiled and I leaned back in my chair and I said, I'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll fucking wait. (laughs) Wait for the Dallas Cowboys to lose. No, they didn't lose though. So the game keeps, because I was like, you know what? If Daniel Jones comes out here and has a great game and this guy's right, this guy will be right. But I will politely say, hey man, we're all having a good time. I don't appreciate how you handled that. Okay. Yeah. But good game. Congratulations. But guess who didn't win? <laughs> <laughs> the Giants didn't win. And guess who had a horrible game? 
<laughs> Daniel Jones had a horrible game. Yeah, he did. So I was feeling real petty. So at one point, <laughs> Zach Prescott throws a 45-yard touchdown pass to Amari yes, Cooper did. right in our end zone, and I went off. I went off. Middle fingers in the sky. Fuck you. Fuck this motherfucker. Like, fuck yeah, Dallas Cowboys, blah, 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 blah. So then then Daniel Jones fumbles. We run it back for a touchdown, and we're just on cloud nine. Cowboys fans are chanting, let's go, Cowboys. Let's go, Cowboys. And home douche decides that he wants to turn around and say something to us after he'd already yelled at Amber for being too loud. Oh, wow. He said, can you quiet down, please? You're way too loud at a football game. So this guy all night long has just been talking shit to all the Cowboys fans around them about being too loud and fuck you. And this is our house and have some respect in this bullshit. And the Giants fan who was sitting right next to him kept telling him, dude, shut up. You're ruining this for everybody. Yeah. This older lady who was a total sweetheart and we were having so much fun with her three times. She turned to him and said, you're ruining everybody's night. You're ruining the night. So she had left. She had left. He comes over to us and was like, you know what? I wouldn't expect anything different from Dallas Cowboys fans. You guys are pieces of shit. So disrespectful. I looked at him and I said, we're disrespectful. Motherfucker, you started this shit when you were screaming in my face in the first quarter. We were all sitting here having a great time and you fucking ruined it. And he was like, this is our stadium. You need to show us some respect. And I said, all you opposing fans come to our stadium and do nothing but shit on us and treat us like shit. Fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, blah, 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 blah. Lots of fuck yous. And he was like, you don't, you need to respect us. And his friend starts dragging him away. And I was like, you started this, you piece of shit. You fucking started this. Get in your 92 Tercel, drive back to your ramshackle hut in Bergen County and go fuck your fat fucking mother. And that's when he really started to try to come at me. (laughs) And that is when this big badass biker dude in the Dallas Cowboys bandana stepped up right next to me and goes, I got your back, brother. (laughs) You made that up. That didn't happen. That 200% happened. And everybody that was there can confirm it. Oh, okay. I'll go ask them. Yeah. I'll call Amber right now. (laughs) Don't do that. No, it was serious. And it's the whole time. And the guy was like, what the fuck does this guy think's going to happen? You're going to go to a football game. This is how it is. <laughs> but that's how it is. You know, I screamed at a guy after we kicked the living shit out of his team and he just couldn't fucking handle it. Yeah. Yeah. He handled it. I said his quarterback looked like an accountant that really got under his skin. Well, I bet he works. Yeah. You know, I bet he works construction. Hey, you know, you know, um, I think that their quarterback looks like a second string quarterback. Hey, where's hey, Eli? Yo. Where is Eli? Where is he? He's on the sidelines pouting. He got benched. Yeah, I know they he did. Benched Eli for this guy. Yeah, because Eli was doing so badly. Uh, yeah. He wasn't. That's the thing. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. They just really they were done with Eli. It's just done. It's like unequivocally we're done fuck this giants fans were chanting put in eli and this guy got mad at me for calling him an accountant (laughs) so i i waited i waited and then he poked the bear one more time and i was like right in his face 
All right. Go to hell. Cool story. Cool you story, to bro. Good story, bro. No, I'm joking. Um, I didn't hear it. You're the one that told I did. Me to the I did. I did. I did. I did. And it's one of my deepest regrets. No, um, I have <laughs> way started worse. it. <laughs> you would have had my back if you would have been there with this guy. You would yeah, have maybe. hated this guy. Yeah, okay. I believe you. I believe you. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> Why does everybody think I'm mad? <laughs> Oh, man. Andrea's smiling, but I can't tell if it's her YouTube video or if she thinks I'm funny. Probably the YouTube video. It's, a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a YouTube video. Oh, yeah. Well, you got anything else this week, dude? I think that's pretty much all I uh, all I brought this week. Yeah, um, I don't really have it. Don't at me, bro. The world is fine, except for I, like my car needed to be fixed. And now it is fixed. And here we yeah. are. This is this was a pretty good uh, little got to get that recap. little recap of our lives, our weeks. I am now yeah. the proud owner of a custom Yeti koozie with mm-hmm. my name on it and that's an American cool. flag that that's Colin cool. got for me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love that. That's amazing. I, I pulled it out of the bag and I looked at him. I said, you can go ahead and bury me with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice. I loved it. But yeah, and that's pretty much all I got. I, you know, my cowboy story was pretty much a don't at me, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't really have a don't at me, bro, other than don't at me, Rusty Wallace Honda. You took too long. <laughs> Which they did. They did. Deservedly so. Uh, anyway, I, I guess that's, that's, that's it gonna for the be week. it for us tonight. Yeah, that's going to be it for us tonight. Um, once again, as always, you can follow me at MattBerry06 on all the social media. You can follow me at Twitterfield on Twitter, at Matters on Instagram. Email the podcast at mattonmattgmail.com. Go ahead and send us those emails. You know, we actually did a couple emails. We're going to read those next next week. Absolutely. Uh, totally just kind of remembered that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know uh, our very uh, loyal listener Tom Hilbin sent us one. Tom, he did. next week. You're on the emails, baby. He also sent me a private message with some sort of musical notation and a song with for a song called Blues with Matt. I'm in 200 percent. Count me in. It was for a tenor saxophone. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, email us, yell at us, follow us. Um, uh, if you think, you know, what kind of sand is in my car, I would love to hear your input because it's a mystery to me. And if you'd like to, and if you think you might know what kind of sand is in my ass, I'd <laughs> like to know, cause I haven't been to the beach since March. <laughs> you just, you gotta get a loofah, dude. <laughs> You're right. And put it on <laughs> and get, and then you gotta get a nail and nail the loofah to a piece of wood. And then you just got to stick in between them cheeks. Ooh, buddy, that sounds rough. Yeah, but it gets it done. Oh, God, I'm having so, oh, I'm just imagining the nail popping through the wood at the wrong time. You got to get it at the right angle. <laughs> Otherwise, and you don't nail it. Bad, you don't nail it. While it's, you don't nail it. You don't put the nail into the wood while you're using it. 
between your ass, you put it before. Well, yeah, but then the nail's still in there. Yeah, it's true. So you got to yeah. be careful. See? See how this works? Yeah. Well, that's how to get sand out of your ass, Matt. Anyway. Big, big brain over here, Matt. Big brain. <laughs> big, big brain at work. Quiet. Big brains at work. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, go fuck yourselves. No. Uh, I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adios, fuckers. Adios.